attorneys. He's looked through it and has much experience in this area on the line now. Yaku, good morning. Morning, Stephen. Okay, so in Kosana Makate was working for Vodacom. He had the idea of please call me. In other words, you send someone a message for free saying please call me and they call you back. The court ruled it was his idea. He should be compensated for it. What did the court say should happen after that? How should he be compensated? Yes, Stephen, the court said that um, they ordered that Vodacom needs to commence negotiations in good faith with Nkosana for determining a reasonable compensation payable to him in terms of the agreement. Now, my understanding from the media reports is, is that there has been negotiations after the uh, during the last couple of years. Whether that has been in good faith or not, we won't be able to determine at the moment. The, the moral of the story is, is that the court said that if the parties aren't able to agree on a reasonable compensation, so let's say Vodacom, which my understanding is, has made an offer, and in turn, what happened is, is that Mr. McCarthy has rejected that there's a, what you call a deadlock breaking mechanism included. And that is said to mean that then the CEO of Vodacom needs to determine what that amount is. And that determination must happen within a reasonable time. Now, if at the moment where we are at, because it's very difficult, we're not 100% sure at where we are at, but if we're at the moment that there's an impasse between the parties, then the next part of the order needs to come into play, which is to say, well, now Vodacom CEO needs to determine the amount. Now, if that happens and Ms. McCarthy is not satisfied with that amount, one can regard that this, that determination of the CEO sort of as a, as a valuer. Now, our common law provides for a situation where a price is set by a third party, which is in the initial agreement appointed by the parties, which in this instance was the CEO of Vodacom, that they can go to the court and the court can then overturn that determination if it is found that it is manifestly unjust. Now, whether or not the amount that is made is manifestly unjust or not will be determined on, on various factors. And each side will then have to go and, and present their matter before the court to say, well, why they did feel that on, on Ms. McCarthy's side, why he feels that it's manifestly unjust. And, of course, Vodacom on the other side will now have to lead arguments and bring evidence to say why they are of the view that it is, in fact, just. So it will still be a very difficult thing to do, and it can still be a very, very long court process. Okay, if I was in Kasana Makate, I wouldn't want the CEO of Vodacom to be involved. I mean, he, I mean, I would just, I mean, he's obviously not, he's obviously not neutral. He's not objective. I mean, it's in his interest to try and, you know, give me one rand and try and make me accept it. Yes, but that was the agreement. The agreement between Vodacom initially and Mr. Philip Geisler of Vodacom was that they will try and see if they can come up with a reasonable amount and then if they can't, the CEO of Vodacom will decide. So that was the agreement. So the Constitutional Court found that that was what the parties agreed. And then the court said, well, now we're going to step in and we're going to say that that is a valid agreement. Because initially, Vodacom said that that wasn't a valid agreement and there was, there was a matter of ostensible authority, whether that Mr. Philip Geisler had the authority to, act, to enter into that contract. And there was a... a, a question about prescription, what we won't go into that for the moment, and then the Constitutional Court said, no, this is what the parties agreed. So the court said that Mr. McCarthy agreed that if they can't come up with a, a, a fair amount, then in that instance, the CEO must determine. 
Okay. So that right. was their agreement. So, so, so in a way, there's a previous agreement that means that the CEO of Vodacom gets to do this. I mean, I, I would still think Mikate yeah, yeah. would probably feel that maybe there was something along the way that he shouldn't have signed, or he signed because he felt he had no choice at the time, and now it's come back to haunt him a little bit. Yes, you see, there's no signed agreement. It was a verbal agreement between the parties, but due to the evidence that was led way back in, in the, the high court matter by the various parties, they found that they that there was, in fact, an agreement. It wasn't a, a signed agreement. It was a verbal agreement, which then afterwards, by leading evidence by both parties, was, this was the terms of the agreement. Okay. The other aspect of this, and, and Yako, I mean, this wouldn't necessarily be in the court order, but, I, but it might be a wrinkle or a complication. I don't know. The other aspect is that it was that the action, Makate's action, was funded by a law firm. So he went to lawyers, and I think this had never happened before. They agreed to fund the case. They only get paid if he gets the money from Vodacom. So in the end, he might get money for Vodacom from his, for his idea, but the lawyers are going to get a lot of that money as well. Yeah, you see, the question would be who, who was the real funders behind it. I'm not sure whether it was, in fact, lawyers or who were the funders behind it. But, yes, therein lies another thing because who knows what that agreement is. We don't know whether it's a percentage or, or where or what. So, yeah, that, that, that gives another problem at the end of the day. You're right. You're right. Okay, so, so something like this, I mean, this is going to go on for a little while. I mean, the, I mean, you know, we'll have conversations on Twitter. There'll be people who are very angry at Vodacom. In the end, though, the courts just rule on the law, right? I mean, and, and, and their ruling is the thing that matters. Mm, you're right. And in this instance, the court merely has to, to determine what did Mr. McCarthy and Mr. Geisler agree when he came up with the idea. That was the role of the constitutional court. And they said that the parties agreed that they will negotiate in good faith on a reasonable amount. And then if they can't, uh, if they are at an impasse, then in that instance, the CEO must determine what the amount. But like I said, then, of course, if Mr. McCarthy feels and at the end of the day, he can prove then that, that the, the offer that was made or the determination rather that was made by the CEO is manifestly unjust, then the court can overturn that. All right, Yako Aman, thanks very much.